It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fascinated by the world of strange, or perhaps like to gather in those dimly lit corners and converse with those individuals who may not walk to the beat of this world's drum, then step across the threshold that leads to the room under the stairs. Everybody, this is Stan Wangland, and I'm joined by my co-host Paul James Caden, and we are the people under, under the, the stairs. <laughs> this is part two <laughs> of our show with uh, two really interesting uh, folks, uh, Jeff Johnson, uh, who uh, is telling us about his experiences for almost a decade as a paranormal investigator. Uh, he does other things now. And his good buddy and fellow co-host from um, a podcasting show, Blake Sigler, and uh, who's part of this uh, paranormal tale. Uh, we ran out of time on our first show uh, talking about all things paranormal and investigations. And, and Jeff has consented to come back. Uh, and Blake is always welcome to come with him uh, at any time. And this second part is going to be on another investigation uh, or a happening mm -hmm. that uh, these two great guys are involved with. And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Paul as somebody who's a, a fellow paranormal investigator, and I'm going to let him be the lead questioner of this event. Yeah, this this is a story about um, real-life uh, demonic possession, and I know that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows. People are going to say, oh, yeah, right, this, you know, it's... But, you know, we, we shall see. We're going to delve into this story. But um, I could tell the listening audience that these things are real. People can be 
haunted, harassed, uh, oppressed, possessed by uh, by spirits, um, some called demons, and uh, it's it's definitely a real phenomenon that uh, there's been a lot of skeptics that that kind of uh, stuck their finger in that beehive and uh, came out the other side saying, "Man." You know, uh, I'm a believer now. You know, I never believed in this sort of thing, but something happened, and man, you know, it's it's a life changer. So, Jeff, you you have a tale of your own that that you want to tell, and I I believe this involves uh, your wife. Uh, this actually involves Blake's wife. Oh, Blake's wife, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm gonna let you guys uh, just start to tell the tale, and and we'll jump in with. Uh, uh, you know, commentary and questions as the uh, the story progresses. But I'm I'm very interested myself to uh, to hear this tale. Um, okay, I, actually, I've got one thing I want to say before we start the story. Um, before this incident happened, I I, I was a, a believer, but I wasn't a skeptic. I was kind of in the middle. I'd never really had anything that had happened to me to make me believe, but there was nothing that you know, didn't make me believe either. So I was kind of in the middle. I'd never experienced anything before. Are you still with us? I think they froze up. Yeah, this is, we're just having a little, uh, you just froze up for a second there. Uh, Skype does that every once in a while. Are you guys with us? It's the demon. <laughs> Are you guys here now? You got us? Yeah, that's a Skype uh, technical problem there. The Skype froze up on us. All right. Well, uh, so we're back good now. You can we're hear back me? Live. The, the okay. Last week, you were uh, saying that we're, uh, you were kind of skeptical, not a believer, but not a non-believer, and then and then you froze up on us. Okay. Yeah, I, I had. Uh, I'd never had anything really concrete that I'd, I'd experienced before to make me believe, but at the same time, I didn't disbelieve it either. Uh, but this night definitely made me a believer. And I'll let Jeff go in and tell uh, this night I was actually, I was working in law enforcement at the time and working midnights. So mm-hmm. he was here with my wife while I was at work, and I'll let him tell what happened before he called me and told me to get home. So. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the night started that Blake had left to go um, to go to work um, there. I don't remember if it was you and I had got into it or had some words. I can't remember what it was, uh, but I remember that the energy was not real good here that night. Um, and they do say that negative energy can kind of kind of make things happen, kind of accelerate things. Um, and I don't remember exactly – I wish I remember exactly what happened before that that, that started this, but I can't remember. Uh, but I remember you had left, um, and Cassie, which is just Blake's wife, and I had walked outside uh, because we both we both smoked cigarettes at the time. And we went out there. We were out there probably 10 minutes, I guess. Blake had already left at this point, and we heard this crash come from inside the house. Um, I think at the time you had – Two kids, right? Yeah, I think Cage and Jackson. Yeah, Cage and Jackson were little. My my daughter hadn't been born yet. Yeah. Um, And, you know, our first thought was, 
you know, are, are the kids doing something or are, are, you know, are they okay? So we go inside and Cassie checks on the kids and they're fine. They're sleeping. So we're like, okay, well now we're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. So we're looking around, trying to figure out what that crash was. We don't see anything. Finally, Cassie goes into the laundry room and at the time their dryer had an issue where it wouldn't stop on its own. So she uses a kitchen timer to, to stop, to know when to stop the dryer. Well, she found the kitchen or that she found the kitchen timer completely across the laundry room in the floor. Um, and we, you know, we thought, okay, maybe it was from the, the dryer. Um, the dryer was on, maybe it was moving around and it knocked it off. But then she made me realize that there was clothes on top of the dryer that were surrounding this timer. So there's no way this timer could have fell off. So the only way it could have been across the room is if something lifted it over the clothes and threw it across the room. Wow. So, yeah. Can so you, re- you just re- for, for my sake again, could you repeat that again? What exactly happened? The, yeah. The, the timer was on the floor and the clo- and then it flipped across the, Room? Yeah, yeah. The timer was on top of the dryer because she used it due to the dryer not stopping on its own, so she knew when mm-hmm. to stop the dryer. Uh, but when we found it, it was in the floor across the entire across the entire room, and and it was surrounded by the clothes. So there's no way it could have just vibrated off of it. It had to have been lifted and thrown across the room. Wow. Um. So, you know, we kind of laughed it off because we really didn't think a whole lot of it. Well. And and the thing too, we do have a a spirit in this house that we've has been here the entire time we've lived here. Uh, this was my grandparents' house, and my grandfather passed away years ago in a tragic accident. And I've always believed it was him just trying to get of our attention. You know, we've got mugs that hang over our sink that will rock back and forth from time to time, and we we call the spirit Bob just playing around so we have had instances like this that have happened but we've never thought anything about it because it's never been aggressive it's never tried to hurt anybody it's just always wanted to get our attention and so i've always thought it could be my my grandfather uh just wanting to to interact with his grandkid and his great grandkids um so i thought maybe this was you know something like that when they told me about it that it was just him trying to get our attention but i'm not sure what it was to be honest yeah, and that was my first thought too, is because I knew I knew about his grandfather passing away, and you know I thought and everything that's happening here I thought was him, because like like Blake said, it's never been anything aggressive. It's just been little things here and there. We might see a quick movement, uh, we might see a door rattle, you know, something like that. But it's been happening for so long that we're just kind of used to it at this point. But so when the kitchen timer got thrown, that's kind of why we laughed it off. We're like, okay, maybe it was Bob or it was Blake's grandfather, or whoever, you know. Well. Cassie decides she's going to bed, and so I lay on the couch. She goes back to her room. She's back there two minutes, and I hear another crash. This time it came from back in the bedroom. Um, I jump up, and I meet her about halfway to their room, and she has this look of fear on her face. And I asked her, I said, what what happened? She said that she was sitting at her makeup table, and she had this little mirror that that kind of that kind of sits up, and she said it just flung off the table across the room as she was sitting. Wow. Um, so, so this is like poltergeist activity. This this is kind of poltergeist stuff at this time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the first one that happened like right in front of her, like to this extent. Wow. Uh, so she was pretty freaked out about it, and so I calmed her down. And she thought – and she was like, OK, well, I want to go back outside again. And she's like, I, I need I need a cigarette. I need to go outside. And I said, OK. 
so this is when this is when everything really started becoming dark and really started getting bad. Uh, we we go to walk outside. I go out the door first, and right before she goes out the door, she turns and grabs this little table, and kind of like bends over this table and she starts screaming. And and I and I, I looked at it like I'm wondering what's going on. I look at her. I said, "What what's up?" She goes, "Something's attacking my back." And I'm like, "What do you mean?" She goes. She goes, I feel like something, something's ripping my back. And she's just screaming and crying. And she, I finally go and I grab her and I kind of pull her outside. And um, she lifts up the back of her shirt and there are these huge claw marks going down, going down her back. What? Yeah. Um, and uh, there was probably about four or so and mm-hmm. it started from not far under her neck all the way down her back and then they like turned to the right so it was like a slash movement is what it looked like on her back um that's that's when i started realizing okay something something's going on here like this is this is not good it was just her and i there um i obviously it's cutting into your exercise time <clears throat> it's stabbing you in the back nine <clears throat> And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Obviously, she was not making this up because I was standing right in front of her watching it when it happened. And just, you know, the the, the tears in her face, her crying, her screaming, like something was attacking her. And so... At this point, I'm starting to get. I'm starting to think. Okay, I don't know what to do, but I'm scared because even though I, I, I've been a paranormal investigator for a long time at this point, th- this is hitting close to home. This is dealing with people that I love with that, are, that, that I love, and you know, with with Blake and his wife. And I'm like, okay, this is really starting to bother me. This is starting to get to me. Excuse me. And um, so she she finally she calms down a little bit and she says, "I'm good. My back hurts, but." But I'm okay, and I was like, "All right." So she sits down outside. I'm sitting down outside, and she's sitting there smoking a cigarette. And I'm talking, and I'm kind of, kind of halfway paying attention to her. But I was, I was just kind of rambling on. All of a sudden, I see her cigarette drop out of her hand, and she's kind of sitting there with her head down, kind of looking at the ground, and she's not moving. She's just she's sitting there, and I asked her, "Like, are you okay?" She didn't move, didn't react, didn't look at me, nothing. Um, and then I stood up, I walked over to her, I put my put my hand on her shoulder. I said, "Are you?" I was like, "I was like, are you okay? What's going on?" And then she just she jolts her head up and turns and looks at me, and she has this look in her her eyes I've never seen before. Like it 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 I can't even explain it. You know how. I know a lot of people, probably a lot of your a lot of your fans watch uh, certain shows, and you see like a demonic possession where you see like the eyes, like the eyes are black and stuff like that. This was like sure. the, this was the opposite. 
This was more of like her eyes were white, like she had no pupils, just glazed, just a glazed look on her face. And like, and she's looking at me and then she starts smiling and she kind of starts chuckling, but she still has like this, this look on her, on her face that I could just, it wasn't her. And I know it wasn't her. I I mean, I've, I've known Cassie for, for 10 years. And so I back away from her and she's still sitting there and she's kind of chuckling and she turns to me and she looks at me and her head's like, like she's, she's kind of hunched over and her head's turned a little bit and looking at me and she goes, you're not going to see her again. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she did. And she said, you're never going to see her again. And I, I kind of knew what she was talking about at that time. Obviously at this point with everything together, I'm like, she's possessed. Like there, there is something, there's something inside of her right now. And I can look at her and tell that it's not her. So question question I would interject really quickly uh at this point that a lot of people listening who might be skeptical would say, well, and there are people in the, the paranormal investigating uh, field or, um, you know, clergy who gets involved in this type of thing would say, well, uh, you know, how do we know that when she was, out of eyesight, she didn't throw the mirror. She didn't scratch her back in the room before leaving and then, you know, uh, act like she was being attacked, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that this wasn't, uh, you know, she was playing a joke or a hoax or maybe even a temporary uh, psychosis of some sort. Right. Now, I would ask at this point, it, you know, will, will there will, will there be parts in the story that will make the, the skeptic listening go oh yeah shit that that in no way could be hoaxed or a joke on her friends or whatever the case may be um well for for one the scratches on her back there's nothing in this house that would have made those marks and of course they're on her back so there's no way she could physically reach around to her back and scratch herself like that right right um and the fact that when it happened and Jeff went out there and lifted her shirt and saw it. I mean, they, I mean, they were fresh. They happened within the past 15 seconds. So there's no way she could have done it in the back. Um, the mirror, obviously she was in the room by herself. So yes, she could have. Um, but with everything else going on, it makes me think that she didn't. Um, and, and then like Jeff said, just the, the glazed eyes. I mean, how exactly is she going to make her eyes glazed over? Because I saw her eyes whenever I got home too. And I mean, it was just a, a glaze. I mean, you couldn't even hardly see her pupils. So there's no way that she could have physically done that to her eyes. And uh, once we get to the part where I get home, um, there's a couple more things, at least to me, proved it. I don't know if it would to, to a skeptic, but I'll get into that in a minute once I get home. Right. You know, some so a question I would have on there, and just a question. Again, this is because uh, not being a skeptic, but being mm-hmm. a critical thinker, and what somebody in the audience, uh, you know, might pick up. Uh, and and again, if I ask a question and something you don't want to divulge, you know, because of personal reasons uh, with your family, that I understand. It just it doesn't imply things one way or the other. But was your wife possibly drinking that night? Uh, was it was there any alcohol involved? Was she on any medications? Had she been recuperating from the flu or had, you know, gone to the doctor and gotten, uh, you know, any kind of hormonal medication or something? And I'm being serious. Anything different? 
No, she, she, no, she was not on any medication. She had not been drinking. Um, she, she doesn't drink. She's a, uh, a Baptist Christian, which don't believe in drinking. She does not drink. Um, at the time she was on no medications and no Uh, history of anything like a seizure or anything else like that. No seizure activity or thing. I'm saying that because of the eyes rolling back or the eyes being glazed over or not diabetic or anything like that. Um, no, she, she does have low blood sugar. Uh, and sometimes she will, yeah, she'll, she'll get dizzy or whatever, but, the the fact that it was her eyes glazed over and she tilted her head and was talking when she gets in those states where her blood sugar is low, um, she gets real dizzy and she doesn't talk. She mm-hmm. just has to to sit there until her blood sugar levels out. Right. So it wouldn't have had anything to do with her blood sugar. I've got you. And you're you were a trained law enforcement officer when you're gonna <coughs> go to your part. We see people who are intoxicated and violent or on drugs or on other things all the time. So that's not anything you're just familiar with. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, once I got home and actually saw her, I mean, I could tell this was something I'd never seen before. Right. Well, proceed with the story. So, so, so it got to the point where she's looking at me and she's telling me, you know, you're never going to see her again. And she says it probably two or three times. And all of a sudden, like she puts her head back down and I don't know, like if she snapped out of it or what happened, but she just bursted into tears and just started, you know, just have she, she was screaming again, but not not like a painful scream like she did when she was getting attacked. It was it was right. kind of different. It was more of like a fear, like she she knew that she was going through something, but she couldn't control what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I I stood up again and I took a couple steps toward her. And she turns and looks at me and her eyes get really big. And I was like, and at this point, they're not glazed over. That's why I can kind of tell that she's back to herself again. Like I can see her pupils. She looks like herself, but she's just been crying. And and she she looks at me, her eyes get really big. And I stop and I say, what? And she goes, he's behind you. And she told me that like I didn't move for a second. And she just just this look of fear. That whatever, like she saw something behind me. So, me being me, I guess my first instinct, I turned around, and I turned around and look. I didn't see anything. I saw nothing. So I don't know if this was something that only she could see, or or what. I I, I don't know. But uh, at this point, this is when I decided I needed to call Blake. And I'm like, okay, there's there's really something going on here. Um, I don't know how we're going to explain to get him home <laughs> that that this is because you can't really you can't really say I need to go home. My my wife is possessed, you know. Well, and mm-hmm. and what I wound up telling my boss was I told him that um, you know he he knew about my wife and her history of her blood sugar and her you know falling and stuff like that and hitting her head. And so I just told him that she had had another blood sugar issue. She had fell and hit her head, and I need to get home and check on her. Gotcha. And gotcha. That was when, you know, when I talked to Jeff, he was real vague on what was going on. All he said is something's wrong with Cassie. You need to get home now. And I, I kept asking, what, what's wrong with her? What, I mean, is, is there something I need to call Mims about? I mean, what, what do I need to do? He's like, no, just get home. There's something wrong with her. Just hurry up. So, right. of course, I get in my truck and I, I hit 
you know, the hazards and I'm doing about 90, 95 all the way here. And I know if I do get pulled over, I'm in full uniform. I'm just going to go, Hey, I've got an emergency at home with my wife. I've got to hurry up and get there. Uh, Luckily I didn't get pulled over, but I did get here as soon as I could. And so I pull up, I get out and walk in the house and Jeff's got her moved inside into our living room and she's sitting in, um, it's this big ottoman. It's almost like two recliners combined. It was real big. And she's sitting there. And I'm, I asked Jeff whenever I walk in, I'm like, what is going on? I'm like, did she fall and hit her head? I mean, what's going on? He's like, dude, it, it's hard to explain. Like, I don't even know how to explain it. But something is in this house and something is attacking your wife. And I said, what? Like, I'm thinking – like there's a person in this house that has broken into our house and he's mm-hmm. trying to tell me without giving away. I'm like, okay, what, you know, I'm here. He goes, no, something is attacking her. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, dude, I think it's, I think it's a spirit. I said, a spirit. And at this point, like I said, I wasn't skeptical, but I wasn't a believer either. And I'm like, what do you mean mm-hmm. a spirit, a spirit attacking her? <laughs> and so she's sitting on the ottoman and she's just, you know, softly sobbing at this point. And I, he goes, go look at her back. So I went over and at this point she was still fine. She was still herself. And so she leaned up and she grabbed a hold of my arm, started hugging my arm and I'm leaning over and I pull up her shirt and I see the marks on her back. And I look at him. I'm like, what did that? He goes, that's what I'm talking about. He said, something attacked her. And I said, okay, like, like a spirit, like a demon. He said, yeah. And I, I, so I had him tell me the whole story about what happened while they were outside, um, mm-hmm. you know, what led up to everything. And at this point, she still got a hold of my arm. Well, all of a sudden, the she grips my arm really hard, a lot harder than she ever had before. And I'm like, ow, Cassie, that hurts. Let go. And she won't let go. So I slowly push her back. And at this point, her eyes are glazed over. And she just is looking at me. And I'm like, what are you doing, Cassie? That hurts. And I I mean, she's my wife. You know, we've played around and wrestled before. I felt how strong she is. I'd never felt strength like this from her before. Mm-hmm. And I had handprint bruises on my arm a couple of days later after it developed. But I said, what is wrong with you? And she didn't say anything. She just sat there and looked at me, just staring off into the distance, eyes glazed over. And I said, Cassie, what is wrong with you? And she never looked at me. All she said was, I'm not Cassie. Hmm. And I said, okay, then who are you? And she laughed. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I know something's going on. I've never seen her like this. This is not, this is not my wife. This is not something that my wife would pull. Like I said, I'm not a Christian. She is, this is not something she would do. Does she have, has she ever liked the Pentecostals? Has she ever talked in tongues? In no. Right? no. No, I'm just curious. Yeah. Just one of those things, because these are the things that mind of a psychologist. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah, yeah no, she had never done anything like that. Like I said, she was raised Southern Baptist yeah. uh, from a young age. So, you know, th- this is not something she normally did. So I started talking to her and I'm like, well, if you're not Cassie, who are you? And she just laughed. And mm-hmm. I said, well, you need to get out of my wife. I said, you don't belong here. You don't have any right to occupy my wife. And she wouldn't say anything. So at this point, I know you're not supposed to provoke spirits or demons or anything like that. 
I didn't know what else to do. I thought maybe if I could provoke it out of her into me, it would at least save her. So I started provoking it. I started cussing it. I started calling it everything out of under the sun. I told it that it was too weak to possess me, so it had to possess her. Uh, at the time, I had a Stinger LED flashlight that had a strobe setting on it for when you were clearing a building. Mm-hmm. I started strobing it in her eyes. She never even budged. Didn't blink. Didn't blink. Not even with the mm-hmm. strobe light in her in her eyes. Mm-hmm. This went on for, I guess, about. 15 minutes of me just berating this thing, telling it was that it was a pathetic excuse for a demon. It couldn't, it it could only possess her because she was a woman. It couldn't possess me trying to get it to, to come out and do something to me. And it never did. After about 15 minutes, she just all of a sudden leaned forward and broke down crying again and looked up. I, I picked her up and I could tell it was her again. And she said, he's gone. I said, okay, good. And I said, where did he go? And she just kind of stood there for a minute. She said, he's in the woods. I said, okay. So I told Jeff, stay with her. Let me know if she starts going back into that state because I'm going to come back in here. I'm going to try to provoke it again and try to uh, attack me. I went outside on our back porch. I started yelling at the woods, strobing, you know, with the woods, telling it that if it, you know, really had the balls to come and, you know, attack me. If not, leave. It wasn't welcome here. And after about, I guess, say another five minutes of me doing that outside, she goes, he's gone. He's not around anymore. I said, okay. I came in and that was what, four years ago? Yeah, pretty close. And we've never had an instance again since that day. Um, Tell about the next morning, though. What about the next morning? The cage. So, okay, so the next morning, so everything everything died down, I guess, about 2 or 3 in the morning or so. I had to work the next day. Um, I, I Somehow, I finally fell asleep. Blake was still up with Cassie. Um, and I, my alarm, I guess, went off about 7 or so. I get up, and the first person I see is Blake, and Blake's holding his son cage. And Blake looks at me, and he says, there was another attack. Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, I, I guess this one hit too close. I'd I'd push this down in my memory. I'd completely forgot about this. Yeah. So Blake Blake says there was another attack, and I said, "What? What happened?" He goes, "Cage got attacked," which is his oldest. Oh my son. goodness. Yeah, when Cage so was so your child got attacked as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cage was what three at the time? Three or four? Yeah, something, something like, like that. that. And he brings Cage to me, and on the side of Cage's face is a huge scratch mark down his face. Um. And at this point, like I'm, I'm terrified and, you know, I had to go to work, but I also wanted to get out of there. Like, you know, I've dealt, I've dealt with, with mad spirits. I've dealt with stuff like that during my investigation times, but this was close to home. This was, like I said, this is with people that I love and care about. And I I didn't want to be around this anymore. Plus I had to go to work too, but it, it was I, I don't. I don't remember exactly what happened throughout the day. I, I know you know you were home, so you kind of more knew the more knew more than I did. But I just remember spending the day trying to call, trying to find a priest, find somebody that could come cleanse the house because we thought we thought whatever it was was gone. But waking up to to Blake telling me that Cage had been attacked as well, 
it just, you know, it broke my heart. It made me think, okay, well, whatever it is, it's not gone. It's still kind of floating around. So, well, and, and whatever it was, whatever had possessed Cassie, she could feel it. And so that one was gone. This had to have been another entity that was here that did this because she would have, I don't know, I guess she was somehow bonded with this thing because it had possessed her. She could feel that it wasn't there. The same energy. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Wasn't there. It was a, it was a different entity that did this. Right. You, you see, for me, that this adds another element to the story. Uh, as a uh, as a psychologist, when you're when you're looking to piece together, you know what has happened, and I'm curious what Paul's feeling is on this, and also Blake's is a law enforcement officer, and 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 this there's no disrespect here, I'm, you know, because when you have a a wide variety of listeners on the show, we, we have a situation where you were with Cassie, nobody else was there, then you have scratch marks. If I was a pure skeptic, I could say you put the scratches on her back. That's that's fair. Possibility. You know, and, and but you know that this isn't like a, a court of law where we're trying to find everybody. To me, the uh, immediate thing that just came out here, boom, negates that. Mm. See, and I, I think that's an that's an important thing to throw out here because you know, for for a skeptic who's going to say, hey, you know, uh, they could have been fighting about something with Blake, and you might have just accidentally grabbed her, and you know, blah 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 blah, whatever, mm-hmm. and you got a scratch on her. Now you have dad home with this child, right? Mm-hmm. And mom, and you, you're out of the picture, man. Yeah. You're out of the picture, and what pops up? A scratch. Yeah. Not now, good. Now, did those scratches match the scratches that were on her back, or were they different? No, they were different. They were different. The the one on her back was you know went down and then curved to the right. The one on him was just a straight scratch down the side of his face. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't as deep as the ones that were on her back. You yeah, know? the the one the one on Cassie's back was more. It looked like an animal clawed her back, like like right. took three or four claws, dug into her back, and 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 right. clawed her. Yeah, uh, cages. I mean, it, it was a scratch, but it was more it was more of a rash. More than like, not, not, it didn't. It, it was as it was like a long skin irritation. That's kind of mm-hmm. what it looked like. Which, and, and you know, looking back now, we might have just assumed that it was an attack because of what happened the night before. For all I know, he rolled over and you know, there was a toy or something in his bed that caught his face. I don't know. I think I was just so freaked out and tired at the time that I just assumed it was an attack because after this, we never had anything else. So this may not have actually been an attack on him. It might've been just, you know, something in his bed or he, you know, went to scratch his face while he was asleep and clawed it or something. And I just, I was so tired from the night before and freaked out and scared that I just automatically assumed it was another attack. And it may not have been because, 
but Cassie's never had any more attacks. No, she hasn't. Yeah, but so, the, you know, the thing that one half a dozen of the other there too. Yeah, yeah, but the thing that got me was I I talked to her about it later that day after it was over, and I, I sat down. I said, "Are you okay?" And she said, "Yeah." She goes, "I didn't I didn't like that." She's like, "I had thoughts in my head," and I said, "What thoughts?" She goes. He just he kept telling me that I was a horrible wife. I was a horrible mother. I'd never amount to anything and that you and Cage and Jackson would be better off if I was just gone. And she's like, it took everything I had to fight to not get up and go get your gun and just kill myself. She said he wanted me to kill myself. And she said, you know, I had to fight it. And then once you got home. Even though, you know, even when she was in that state, she's like, I knew you were there. I could see that you were there. And that helped me fight it because I knew you were right in front of me and you weren't going to let me go. She said, but I'm just I've still got this, this these thoughts in my mind of what he said, that I'm a horrible mother. I'm a horrible wife. And I'm like, you're not a horrible wife. You're not a horrible mother. You're, you're perfect. This is, you know, I love you. I married you. You were the perfect wife for me. You're the perfect mother for our children. I'm like, don't think that. But that's what he was trying to get her to do. He was trying to get her to commit suicide. Now, the last two questions I would have uh, before the the show runs down, and, and like Stan said, it's not that we uh, doubt your story, but uh, you know, where we ask the questions that the audience might think. And I've, mm-hmm. you know, doing this kind of work myself, uh, ran into many many skeptics over the years, and I can hear some people saying, "Well, you know what." Jeff and Blake had words. They had a fight. Uh, maybe his wife was upset. Maybe she's one of these people that uh, blames herself when there's a uh, uh, disruption in the household. Um, maybe this is what prompted her to do a put on or or maybe have some kind of, um, you know, anxiety moment where she was just uh, not acting uh quite right it, it could be any number of things uh and then later saying you know she feels she was inadequate as a mother as a wife you know people might say aha there you go you know uh so i'd just like you to speak on that for a minute to the uh the skeptic that might go to that area because because i know there's probably going to be uh, a few at least a few people that will right and, and i understand that like i said just going back to to what i said about the claw marks on her back there's no way you know, physically, she could have done that to herself um, as far as the eyes being glazed over. I mean, there's there's no way she could have made her eyes glaze over like that. Um, and, and then just the thing that got me was when she had a hold of my arm, the strength that she had. I, I've been married to this woman for almost 10 years now, and I've never felt strength like that from her ever. Yeah. Except yeah. for that one instance. So in order for her to have that much strength and you know, physically hurt me and leave, you know, I mean, you, you see people with bruises when they get like black and green and purple colored. That's a lot of pressure that's put been put on the skin. Normally, if she grabs me, yes, I might have like a light gray bruise if we're playing around or something and she grabs me, but nothing that deep where it was that deep in the tissue that it leaves that coloration. She's, she's never had that strength before. And like I said, with her, her being, you know, devout Southern Baptist. She's never had um, any thoughts like that before. Um, I mean, obviously she's a human being. People have have thoughts where they feel like they're not good enough, but she's 
you know, always went to her, her, her preacher or somebody, she always talks it out and then she's, she's over it. And, you know, she's always felt like she was a great mother and a great wife until this night. And it was whatever this thing was putting these ideas in her head that she never thought like that before. As for me and Jeff, I don't think it was me and Jeff that got into it. I don't, I think it was you and her. If I'm not, I know there was something that happened before you left. I do remember that. And I don't know if you and her got into an argument. I think we did. I think we got into an argument about something. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think so. All I know is the next day when I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, this is probably, this is probably what sparked everything. Yeah. Because, I, because the negative energy can really make everything kind of go into motion. Right. And I, I think that's what it was. I think me and her had gotten into an argument and I think it I don't know. I don't remember what it was about. I think it was about money because Probably, at, the, yeah. at the time, you know, I was, I'm still just like now I'm the only one working. She's in school to be a teacher. And of course, you know, we had had kids back to back. So it, it you know, it pushed her timetable for graduation back. Um, and so we were always short on money. And I think if I remember right, you had come over and she said we didn't have enough food and she wanted to go to the grocery store and spend money to get groceries and I told her we couldn't we didn't have the money for it and I think we got into an argument about that is if if I yeah. remember right yeah e either way you know it, it was from what I can remember it was an argument of some sort that I feel like caused the activity to kind of go into motion yeah because I don't I don't remember you and me ever getting into an argument Not, about no, anything no no especially ever. Especially then. Yeah. So you guys are best friends for the audience too. Am I correct? Yes, yes we yes. are. You yeah. guys know each other since childhood. Am I correct? Uh, actually, actually, no, we became friends after high school. Yes. Oh, that's okay. we Still yeah. as young men. As yeah. As yeah. Young men. Yeah. So, yeah. but yeah. So as for, as for that, then, you know, going off that theory that somebody did it to her, she and I were the one who got into it. It would have been me that would have had to have done it, but I was at work. So obviously I couldn't do it. Sure. Je Jeff's not going to do it. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, there had to be another explanation. And as for the marks on her back, she couldn't have done them to herself. And, you know, I, that that's the only thing I, I could say to the skeptic on trying to, to prove my point that it wasn't us. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, our, our equipment is uh, saying low battery, so we do have to wrap up. Uh, the last question for me here is did you um, – for a minister or it just went away on its own and that was all she wrote um we we never we never had anybody come to the house um I, I mean besides our preacher from the church that we all go to he's been over uh, a few times but he's never we didn't tell him about the incident and uh he's never felt anything when he came in it was just me you know berating the entity trying to get it to possess me and telling it was too weak because it couldn't possess me. And somehow I managed to get it to stay away, telling it it wasn't welcome in this house and to leave. And right. I don't know, I don't know how that worked, but it did. We've never had another incident. We've, we've still had the, you know, the little incidences here and there with the, the spirit that we did have, it's still here. Um, but as for that, but even those aren't as, aren't as prominent as they used to be. No, they, I mean, we used to get them at least one incident a day. We might go three weeks before we notice that he's still even here now. Mm -hmm. So this is, uh, you know, this is a, there's a great parallel with this. And, and, and again, we do sadly have to wrap up because of the, of the battery. 
uh, thing here and then the time constraints, but you guys are definitely going to come back on, I hope. And we'll yeah. continue yeah. A, a lot here because you, you, there's a lot. It's cutting into your exercise time. <clears throat> it's stabbing you in the back nine. <clears throat> And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease to unpack mm-hmm. and you're fascinating guys there's a lot more here but this is a lot like um uh, particularly with uh, blake and i so appreciate your your candor and jeff with everything i know paul does too this is very similar to like a ufo story when you have a law enforcement or uh, officer or a um a pilot or when i did my story on the augusta uh, poltergeist mm-hmm. with my buddy who was the psychiatrist i mean we were laying low there blake this is georgia the police mm-hmm. knew we had guns in the yep. house, waiting to kill who was ever coming in. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that again. That's for, for the fans out there. I, I hate to show that side of me, but when a tree bursts into flame, when you're standing out there talking to somebody, or you got six cops running around the house and lights are going on and off, and, you know, people can't figure it out. And the police officer says to me, Sir, are you carrying a gun? Will you come in the woods with me? That's yeah. serious stuff. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is, uh, I, I think this is a, a real serious story. We got to, you know, uh, you, Jeff, you're a sensible guy. Blake, you know, you're a former law enforcement officer and, and certainly look like a believable guy. There's a lot here. And even when you were talking about the unusual strength, that's inconsistent with somebody who's having sugar, as you put it, or diabetes. Yeah, it would be just the opposite. They'd be weak and they'd be falling out and they'd be acting like they were drunk, but not great anxiety. <laughs> right. You know what I'm trying to say? So yeah. when, right. you start, when you start looking at the, yeah, and not anxiety, yeah. When you're looking at the pieces, when you start unpacking it as a skeptic, but as a fair skeptic, I don't know. This is one of the things that's what I love about the people under the stairs and honest people like yourselves just sharing what they experience. Because it all is in poo-poo, you know, this is just a great big old misunderstanding. There's a lot that isn't explained there. Yeah. And a lot that supports uh, your concerns, I think. At least for me. I mean, you know, uh, that, that may be heresy as a psychologist, but from from what I've personally experienced and see from very reputable pe- people, this is uh, it's a good story. Yes, yeah. it, it is. And we it, it is. And it, 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 was, it was definitely an experience. Um, it, it opened our eyes a lot. To, to a lot of things, knowing yeah. that, you know, anything could happen at any time involving yeah. anybody. And we never knew that there was a situation that we would ever experience anything like this. Um, you know, but whether, whether you're a skeptic or not, it's, it, you know, because uh, there, there are, and, and, and I was a skeptic until I started getting around this stuff. And then once I experienced things myself, that's when you don't become a skeptic anymore. 
And uh, Blake, like he said, he was a semi-skeptic before everything happened. And now he he has the the life experience now. And so it's the, the paranormal is fascinating, even if it isn't in a negative light like we had to go through. But it just, you know, the paranormal is incredible. And there's so many things out there that nobody's even touched yet. Mm-hmm. Well, we will post your stuff where people can reach you. And you mentioned that on the prior show, uh, only because I don't want to stop in mid-sentence. And, Paul, why don't you take us out of this show? And, and man, I love you guys. Uh, and, Blake, it was so wonderful meeting you. Uh, what an honor and a privilege. Thanks for telling this one. And, and please come back on the show. And, oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I appreciate you guys having me on. Probing questions. No, I, I think uh, at this point it's just uh, – uh, to echo that, this was this was awesome. I hope you guys come back. I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we appreciate you guys taking uh, time to yeah. you know, come and talk to us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, to the listening audience, chime in. Email Stan, email me at nocturnalmagic.com or gmail.com, rather. And uh, let us know, you know, what do you think about this story? This is uh, definitely fascinating stuff, and we want to hear all the thoughts, all the opinions, or maybe somebody out there has had a similar experience that would like to talk about it as well. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a very interesting world. Uh, that's, that's for sure. Hey, thanks so much guys. And thanks to the audience. And this is the people under the stairs signing out. And it's why we love doing this show, meeting great people and, and hopefully entertaining and enlightening all of you. We'll catch you later, guys. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Security threats are everywhere. But with Xfinity XFi, you're notified of threats to your in-home Wi-Fi network, so all your connected devices are protected. That's simple, easy, awesome. Go online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit today. Restrictions apply. Did you really think it was just guys that like to discuss and analyze wrestling? I'm here to tell you there's a new chick in town. My name is Sunny Salem, and I am the host of That's What She Said. Get a female perspective of all the ins and outs of the wrestling business today. But don't worry, this isn't no prissy princess show. I hold nothing back. Check out That's What She Said on all major streaming platforms. What's going on? You have John Wanglin, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at... Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets.